This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A weird twist at the Swedish Film Festival. Snowflake Army Recruitment. Jenkins in Space. My brush with Tony Award winning director Robert Falls. And we welcome celebrity Shane Olbadetsky. That in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Dave. Rock and roll! You just pulled a hammy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like rocking, baby. Check one. Check one. <laughs> Hello, Houston. Don't, don't you remember with concerts, like right before, or when you're sitting, waiting for the concert to go on, and you and, and as soon as they start going up on the lights. Oh, yeah. Know, and then your yeah. anticipation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally just like this with this podcast, right? Very now. much like yeah. that, yes. Just uh, we're... And the lights just came down, and there's Rick and Dave right there. <laughs> so welcome to another edition of Minutia Men. Later in the show, oh my God, we this will be speaking one. with a uh, actor from the film The Sandlot, cult classic. Yes, so. baseball. If you're a baseball fan, you know the Sandlot. I yes, mean, that is. Um, and we got one of the stars. Yes, we do. Not the dog. Not the top dog. Yeah, not it, Dennis it, Leary. No, not uh, James, James Earl Jones. Jones. Right. But, but one of the kids. <laughs> one, one of, of the, the kids. kids will be here. Uh, I had a speaking of kids. I had a funny experience on the way to the studio today. Okay, um, we're calling this a studio now. Yeah, my your mom's basement. Yeah, the studio. So I drop my kids off uh, two or three days a week, and I split it with Michelle. Um, I take the kids to school in the morning. Yeah. So I took the twins to their elementary school. And speaking of the Sandlot, oh my God, this is perfect segue, right? All right. You know, uh, yeah. So I drop off the twins. Aaron goes into the schoolyard and then I see Julia. Okay. And Julia goes, oh, look, there's Madison. And Madison's car pulled in right in front of us. Madison, a friend of hers. Yeah. Okay. Madison. Yeah. And I did not make up that name. That is truly what her name okay. is. And she, so the door opens and I'm sitting right behind. As door open, I see Madison's feet. Go on the ground. Yeah. And then I see her head catapult out of the 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 car and just start throwing up. Just I mean Wow. Hall of Fame vomiting. Do you wow. remember, do you remember when you were do you remember when you were in elementary school when you were a little kid vomiting? Oh sure. It was like a like a sport. Sure, absolutely. Right? And it came out of your nose and oh, just, yeah. just not it's not like adult vomiting. Right. You know, kid vomiting. Is no, no, because when you're a kid, you don't know how to control it. Right. When you're an adult, you're like a professional vomiter. Yeah, right. When well, you vomited like a hundred times right. in your life, you're yeah. like... I just vomited no. right before we got here. <laughs> uh, so, so Madison, and this is 45 seconds of Hall of Fame yeah. puking going on. Okay. So, so she stops. She like wipes her mouth. Then she grabs her backpack and just goes out of the car. Yeah. And Julia... Like goes up to her and Julia has was like a foot and a half away from her while she was puking and didn't say anything. It was like nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, maybe she's got the morning gags, <laughs> and, just like you know, you. Um, but a couple of things. So she just goes to school. So a couple of things. Next show will be canceled because I will have the stomach. OK, flow. that's fine. Um, and second of all. The guardian of Madison who drove yeah. didn't even get out of the car. Well, I'm telling you, know, some some kids are just, um, you know, vomiters. So I was a vomiter. 
Yeah, but I don't think you were vomiting like Madison for 45 no. seconds. No, uh, no. But there's no judgment to this guardian because I have often <laughs> sent my kid to school knowing that they were sick, right? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, what's in it for me? So, that's my little fun. Have we ever told the story of the time we were driving back from... Uh, <laughs> you where you was weave that? this tale. You, uh, so, Michigan City. We were in Michigan City for a John Landecker book signing. And... Uh, it was at a restaurant, and, and it was you know it was a fine day, but I was feeling kind of under the weather Queasy. the whole time, like Madison. Yeah, um, and right before we got in the car, I remember saying to you, you know, I'm not feeling that great, yeah. and you said, well, let me drive. I said, no, no, yeah. I, I, I'll be fine. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> we're driving my minivan. <laughs> And it's a long drive from Michigan City all the way to Chicago. Hour and a half or whatever. Hour and a half. Um, and somewhere along the way, I just started feeling even worse. And I, I, I said that to you. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, and at one point, I started feeling so bad that uh, I, like the, the blood was leaving my body. Well, I think the way that you described it to me is like, Lots of white spots. Yeah. Lots of white spots in your face. Yeah. And then I passed out. Yeah, you did. I passed while out. While we're on the expressway. While I was driving. Right. And Spider-Man Dave <laughs> saved the day. <laughs> and you literally reached across yeah. me yeah. while I was out cold. Yeah, out cold. And put the car into like neutral. Neutral. Right. While we were driving. Yep. Steered, steered it, and I woke up. Yeah, right. and I'm like, hey man, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you're like, you idiot, <laughs> you're killing us. Yeah. Right. And then, I don't know. And then, so our my uh, exit was like, I don't know, half a mile away. Yeah, so I could, almost made it. Just for the record, <laughs> I almost made it to the exit. Well, it was lucky that you did what you you did this while I was there. Or you would have been dead. I know, I would have died. You're right. So as you you go off our exit, you roll yeah. down the window and you just start. You hurling, hurling out the window, and and, and when I, when I vomit, I, you know, I, I consider myself a professional, yeah, right. and so I was. It was going like eight feet yeah. out the window. There's usually in a homeless guy at yeah. the corner. It was just lucky, yeah. lucky he took the day off sick, possibly. Right, he would. Right, I'm like a like a fire hose. I can if you need. I could put, I could actually I could put out a fire with my vomit. And that day, I, I felt like, and after after the after the projectileness of it uh, became evident, I remember turning to you and going, "All right, everything's good." <laughs> yeah, right. And then I, then I called Bridget saying that I don't think you should drive home, and you're like, "No, no, I'm fine. I got it. Yeah, I got drove it." Home, so. Right. Well, hey, that was know. an unlimited tangent. That we had we promise tangents. Uh, hey, uh, you want to fire up the the jingle thing? All right, here we go. Uh, uh, here we go. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Rick, I know that you're a huge film festival guy. Oh, I never yeah, miss them. Yeah, you travel all around the world to go to never the one miss in them. Dubuque or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, um, this is about a film the a film festival in Sweden. Uh, actually, I got a quick tangent now that I just thought of. Okay. Have you ever gone to the Chicago Film Festival here? No. Um, this is like 35 years ago, 40 years. I was in high school. And I don't know why I went to the film festival. And the movie was like a regular drama, but the camera was from the knee down. 
Yeah. And 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 it was just, it was all horrible. Right? Yeah. And then after yeah. the movie, you got the it, six idiots in the back. Bravo! Oh, genius! Crap. It was uh, genius. Well, this comes out of the how do you pronounce this? It's G O T E B U R G Film Festival, but it's an umlau. I, it's Swedish. I don't speak Swedish. I have no well, idea. Well, if it was German, what would it be? I don't know. Gutberg. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure you're aware of the Gutberg Film Festival in Sweden, and it's happening right now. Yeah. Okay. Do they show any Ingmar Bergman films? <laughs> well, they, they're, they're showing a, a film right now, but uh, you're going to love this. This is from its press release. The world's most claustrophobic cinema. This festival. I already will, hate it. Yeah. Well, you're going to really hate this. The festival will lock. Yes, lock you in a coffin to watch a movie oh forget it a scary movie uh screening of pella kagerman and hugo lija's new film aniaria oh my god you're in a locked oh my god is there a cup holder in this in this locked coffin that is the worst idea i've ever heard in my life i don't you know yes i would never do it but for a scary movie that's a pretty good first of all just being in a coffin that is locked Right there. Well, did I ever tell you my coffins? I have nightmares like this. Well, have I ever told you the time I was in a... Did I ever tell you the coffin No. Story? Well, you know that I worked at the funeral home parking lot yeah. when I was a kid. Bar funeral home on the north side of Chicago. Sure. People um, are still talking about it. And um, after... And I was a parking lot attendant. I didn't drive the cars because I was like 12. <laughs> but after, after the funeral would be over and they locked everything up, we would go because they had a room that had... Like the display coffins. Sure. And Timmy Harrington, who was the son of the funeral home, would let us go into the coffin. <laughs> oh my God. It's so horrible. Uh, that, I, I, I don't remember them ever being locked, per se. Well, but, I don't even know there's such a thing as locking yeah. a coffin. I mean, I, I always joke... Uh, when I die, you know, I don't mind being cremated. Just be extra super sure I'm dead. Yeah, right. And, you know, and I never add. And by the way, the same thing is true of a coffin. In fact, that would be even worse because at least if you're being cremated, there's no going back. Uh, you know, right. that's fine. You're going to be dead any second. If you wake up in a coffin and you're six feet underground and there's I'm, I'm my skin is crawling just thinking about it. Well, you can go to Sweden. And yeah. You can have this experience. And you know the worst thing about that story? You have to watch a Swedish movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but at Gothenburg, uh, you better do it quick because it ends this Saturday. Okay. Well, there's something for all of you guys to do. What do you got? Um, I've got a story that takes place in England. Oh, okay. Not too far from Sweden. Um, the British Army, Dave, is calling on snowflakes, selfie addicts, class clowns, phone zombies, and me, me millennials to join its rank in a recruitment drive targeting young people. This is where this is what it's come to now in England, trying to get uh, people to join because it's yes. an all volunteer. It's an all volunteer art. The 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 campaign features posters and TV ads titled "Your Army Needs You." And uh, it suggests that what is seen as a weakness or a character flaw by the rest of society can be seen as a strength by the army. Oh, this is a, this is a half full like I have never <laughs> seen. <laughs> the campaign states that the army could use the compassion of snowflakes, the self-belief of millennials, the confidence of selfie oh takers, wow. and the focus of phone zombies. I would love to be in that <laughs> meeting with that advertising agency guy to go, okay, this is what we're going to do. 
You're right. You're right. The gamer's up all night. That's a pro. That is not a con. You're looking at this all wrong. Right, right. Uh, the Army designed the campaign to show that it looks beyond stereotypes and sees people, people differently, recognizes their need for a bigger sense of purpose, according to Major General Paul Nansen. Yeah. Um, now. Yeah. That ain't going to work. I'm going to add, I got a master's degree in advertising. That's not going to work. I'm not only a uh, advertising uh, graduate, graduate. I am a father of millennials. And let me tell you something about these kids. If you think, uh, let me give you a, a list of things that don't work with them. All right. Psychology, yeah. reverse psychology, <laughs> yeah, right. anything involving psychology, yeah. anything that involves work, yeah. <laughs> anything yeah, yeah. that involves, you know, um, ambition, <laughs> a drive. Any- you, want, you want me to climb what hill? Yeah. yeah come on. Uh, well, and also, uh, you know, Reveille has to be at like one in the afternoon. <laughs> and, and then what are they going to do once they get them in here? You know, we got them in here because there's they're selfie takers. Now, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do with that in yeah, battle? I know. Well, right. and also let, let's let's say you're in battle and you need to get a hold of the, you know, the squad down the, you know, down the click or whatever. They're not picking up their radios, <laughs> right? They, they don't even pick up. They'd be like, you text me. You, you got to text them. Right. Exactly. You can't email them even. Yeah, right, exactly. And and then grandpa, <laughs> let's say, hey, uh, I need to fill this bazooka. Well, go on YouTube to find a you, how to fill the, you know, fill up the bazooka. <laughs> Look, I feel your pain. You're yeah. not going to get them. Yeah. You're not going to get them. Uh, and so you have an army that has a whole generation that you're not going to get. And that is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but this campaign will not yeah, work. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I mean, my kids, granted, they're girls, although that's girls not, can go yeah, in the army. That was, that was a sexist thing I just said. They would be the worst. I mean, Lila would be like, the, the, green doesn't go good with, you know, I'm a winter. Green isn't, you know, my color. You know, I actually had a moment this past week where I'm, you know, dealing with third son now. Um, and, you know, first son. Ne'er to well, second son ne'er to well, <laughs> third son hadn't hadn't been a ne'er to well yet. Okay, but he's learning from the. But top, is the top now line. becoming a ne'er to well, and and I really had a, a like a moment of clarity when I was discussing his grades with him, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to record this conversation. Huh? And then we can play it every six months. <laughs> right, right. Who's right. got the time to go over it? I have to reconstruct it every time. Yeah, come and on. I, this is the 17th time I've done this conversation. I think I should be able to just reuse it mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, right. Uh, or, yeah, it, reuse it and... Um, and you don't even you don't even need to add anything anymore. Just <laughs> no, like, you just fill in the blanks no. for what courses you're doing. It's not and, doing well. And na- fill in name here. Yeah, right, right. Well, I still contend that I don't really need to know the twins' names until their wedding toasts, the toasts at their weddings. I mean, they're they're identical twins, so they're interchangeable. Aaron Julia. Right? That's true. I need to know when they're getting married. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that, for the toast, their husbands might right. care. That, yeah, but for the toast, when I'm up in front of the yeah. re- you know, reception, I need to know which one it is. Okay. I think that's about it. All right. All right. Um, hey, we got a winner. Oh, great! Fan number one. That's the Twitter handle. I don't think they're our number one fan, but what they did is they retweeted and they followed us, and they won themselves a prize pack worth well over the twenty-five dollar threshold. We've got Lee Kingsmill safe inside going um, fan number one's way, Amazon and a Amish Chicago coffee mug, and uh, eighty-three cents in cash. 
Really? Yeah, I'm going to start giving out cash. Okay. Going out to fan number one. And it's pretty easy, like I said. All you got to do is follow us on Twitter and retweet us. And you can subscribe pretty much anywhere to the show. That's true. We're on Spotify now. Mm -hmm. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, Mm -hmm. uh, iTunes. Prodigy. Of course, the Radio Misfits remember, Podcast Network. We're remember, on. Remember Prodigy? Yeah. Yeah, we're on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Right. A-track uh, tapes available at all. <laughs> right. Any one of those places. Uh, fire up Jenkins, would you? This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. That's my preview to Jenkins. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl That's of brushes with one. celebrities. <laughs> Mixture. Collection. Selection. Mm. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri your, with Rick and Dave. Your humor is so advanced that you're the irony of you being a Jenkins yeah. trying to find out. You know what? Let's do let's do Celebrity Potpourri first and then go back and do Jenkins. Okay. Celebrity Oh, wow. So, so reach your, we're throwing everything oh. out the window Whoa. here well, uh, um, reach your hand into the jar and pull out a name of a celebrity and then i have to tell that story while i look for jenkins uh oh i i i may even be part of the story robert falls okay i am uh, I, so robert falls for those of you who don't know who aren't theater buffs yeah. like dave and i who don't go to the gutenberg film festival uh he uh is a tony award-winning uh broadway Director, big, big a big deal. Uh, one of the most famous theater directors in the country, right. and the guy who helped Dave and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the story. I studied under Robert Falls. Uh, the year was a ninety nineteen eighty nine ninety one and it was time for a Stephen Gary concert. Hmm. And I think it was their 10th anniversary show, actually. So this was 89. Okay. And uh, Gary Meyer had a bit. uh, He had a character called Cliff. Hmm. And Cliff was a gay character. Hmm. It was a less uh, um, politically correct time. Right, right. Uh, he but it was, was a, I mean, it was disrespectful, but not. It, it was uh, is a. It made fun of the guy who used to say WGN television with a lisp, right? And right. Gary always thought it was ridiculous that they spoke that the guy who did the voiceover had a lisp, right. and, so and he, he had a point. And he point. created an entire character around him, and this character had a broadcasting school and film ranch for young boys. Mm-hmm. And this is highbrow humor like you have never. And Dave and I were the young boys along with uh, five or six other guys. All of my friends. Yeah, all pillars of society. <laughs> <laughs> and and so uh, Gary wanted to do a dance with the cliff dancers. That's right. what we were called, right. the cliff dancers. For no pay. For no, of course, for no pay. But we did it on stage in front of you know thirty five hundred people. Uh, we did it. We did it at least ten times, right? Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. We had a tour. We did. We we went up to Milwaukee. We played the Star Plaza in Maryville. <laughs> we did the World Music we, Theater. There was like ten thousand people there, right? Uh, and and one of the things we had to do was this dance. And Robert Falls mm-hmm. came to Stephen Gary's office. And no, I think we were at the Goodman Theater. Were I, we? I remember. Yeah, I remember going to the Goodman Theater. We went somewhere. You're right. We went somewhere there to learn like this. There was like a big old stage there. Yeah, you're right. Uh, 
You're right. And he taught us. He choreographed. He uh, choreographed a dance for us. And we learned it and practiced it. And and it was taught by. And nailed it. And we totally nailed it. And he was was a friend of Gary's. And, you know, they're probably still friends. uh, But he then later on became a Tony Award winning director. And I'm sure uh, if you ever meet him and you mention that uh, he did the Cliff Dancers, he'd be very proud. Right. Very proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't talk about his. Tony or his <laughs> Emmy Award winning whatever. Go right to the cliff dancers. Uh, do you have the Jenkins? Yes, I think so. Here goes. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! Do you remember the story about the accidental bomb Emergency broadcast of the bombs coming to Hawaii. Yeah, oh yeah. This is not quite as good as that one, but this is pretty good. This is Dateline out of Houston. Astronaut sparks panic after accidentally dialing 911 from space, sending NASA into a frenzy. Oh my God. Wait, first of all, it works all the way up there? Uh, yeah, it's not a cell phone. He, They had like a, yeah, they've got like some phone that dials... Wow. I don't know. I, wow, yeah. it's like a hotline. That's a hotline. Um, 60 year old. 60 year old. <laughs> you don't know those fancy gadgets. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Andre Copers, an astronaut, accidentally called 911 from space, sending security teams at NASA's Houston base into hysteria. He accidentally left out a number when dialing out to headquarters, making a call through to the to back on Earth. You were supposed you're supposed to dial nine. Nine to get out. It's yeah. like even if you're in space, you still have to dial nine to get out. So you dial nine, and instead of dialing nine zero one for the international code, I guess it was, yeah. he left out the zero. So we dialed nine one one. I could totally do that. I mean, I I am not even playing the proper uh, audio <laughs> oh, clips yeah. there. This could totally happen to me. Uh, I got and the Dutchman. So he's a, he was a flying Dutchman. He literally was a flying Dutchman. Uh, said he only realized his error when he received error when he received an email the following day. Hey, did you call nine one one? Because I guess it takes I don't know. I guess if you're going to have an emergency in space, you got to call nine one one well in advance. Well, and what are they going to do? Who are they going to send? Well, right. Um, so, f- a couple things. First of all, yeah. I think it's hilarious that you have to dial nine to get out. I mean, it's just funny. <laughs> exactly. Um, second of all, he's sixty years old. Yeah. Um, and if he's in a capsule, he's got to sit in the same position probably for a long period of time, right? Right. I'm on the ban- I'm If I'm on the toilet for like 15 minutes, my legs get numb. You yeah. Know? What kind of shape does this 60? Well, but you know, he's in zero gravity. Oh, good point. Yeah. I mean, you're, you've got a lot of gravity. Pal. <laughs> yeah, I do have a lot of gravity. Uh, so, and also I pee like 10 times a day. What is he going to do? He doesn't have to go anywhere. He can just pee in his suit. Yes. That, that must be what they do. So if you're in space, don't forget when you dial nine, you got to dial the international code before. Okay. And speaking of dialing the phone, we have uh, somebody on the phone right now. So let's uh, play the segue. correct clip. And bring them on. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute. With Rick and Dave. Okay, we uh, have a special guest on the phone uh, talking to us live. from, I believe uh, from inside his vehicle <laughs> in in a Modern parking technology. lot in, uh, at, his, uh, at his restaurant in Tampa, Florida. Is that correct? That, that is true, although I wish we had, like, a better thing to say. Like, maybe I'm, like, on a spaceship or something cool. But <laughs> How do you pronounce no, your I, last name? I'm in the middle name. of a parking lot. How do you pronounce your last name, Shane? 
Obazinski. Obazinski. All right. Now, there you, you, go. you may not know the name uh, Shane Obazinski right off the top of your head, but uh, he was in an iconic movie. One of my favorite baseball movies of all time. It came out in 1993, and the movie was The Sandlot. And, and to me... And I, I don't know how you feel about this, Shane, but I, I think the, the long-term appeal of that movie is the way that it captured summertime in your childhood. The the way it was when we were kids. You just went out there and you just played ball all summer, whether it was baseball or whatever sport you played. But for, for us, it happened to also be baseball. And, and it just kind of captures the whole feel of the camaraderie of the kids and how important that was. And was, was do you have anything like that in your childhood or, or were you not really one of those kids that did that? See, I was uh, I started doing acting when I was like three years old. So I was homeschooled my whole life. Okay. I uh, I had friends on the street, and we would play kickball and dodgeball. Okay. And never did the baseball thing. So that's and, similar. Uh, it's similar. Yeah, not bad. And uh, so I, I can relate to it, you know, just in the aspect of getting with your friends and, and you know going out until the street lights come on until you hear your mom's voice yelling at you to get home. And so, so from that aspect, yeah, it, it, it was very similar to, to my raising. But I think one of the reasons that the movie has lasted so long as being, you know, a part of history and, and people love it so much is because it's what they grew up with. Like, mm-hmm. like you guys said, it's exactly what you guys did. And a lot of people, you know, our age and older, I mean, that's how it was. And Dentro says it better than anyone. He goes, that's, that's how it was and that's how it still should be. Yeah, no iPods, no texting, so you know, much. any of that crap. When, when you were playing kickball, did anyone ever say, you kick ball like a girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no, I guess I'm thankful for that. <laughs> um, you know, you played a great character in the movie, Tommy Repeat, and you the little brother that always repeats everything what the big brother says, right? The are Colossus you, of Clout. Are, are you a little brother? I mean, uh, I, I'm you, not. I'm a, Well, I have an older sister, so I guess I am. In that aspect, I didn't have a brother of my own, but uh, I think uh, now it's safe to say Victor, the guy who played my my brother in the movie, we're all pretty close now. So we kind of have, I kind of gained eight other brothers after making that movie. So and so you do, obviously, you do stay in touch with Timmy and all. And we, I just saw you on Good, were you on Good Morning America last year, or when was the twenty fifth anniversary? Was the it twenty fifth anniversary was was last year? We celebrated it all summer of last year. We did Good Morning America, Today's Show. Uh, we filmed the documentary that's been playing on the MLB Network. Oh it's been God. a it's been a wild, wild summer last year, and it's actually already starting for us again this year. We head out to uh, Pennsylvania here. I'm sorry, New Jersey in a couple weeks, and then we're going to be in Arizona and Pennsylvania again. And you're doing our podcast, which is huge. <laughs> you know, uh, exactly, that'll be on the list. So you still keep in touch with. All these guys. I mean, all your, like you say, your brothers. I mean, you guys are still texting each other. Literally and... every day. We have a giant group chat. And if we're not just messing around being dumb, then, you know, we have to talk business every now and then because people want us to get together and do things. But sure, literally say... every day, one of us says something to each other. Oh, do you say something like, talk to my people uh, about <laughs> scheduling that? or? Uh... <laughs> no, no, we're, we're happy we don't have to talk like that. That's a... Uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, one of the, one of the things, you know, one of the things that struck me on these interviews is you guys all seem to be just buddies, which is just so cool, you know? And, uh, 
It's great. And guys, you know, I still keep in touch with my buddies from, you know, yeah, middle exactly. school. You know, we're a pretty simple gender. We are. You know, simple and what? Uh, right. You know, it's, it's so I saw that. Uh, I think it was was it. I think it was the Today Show that did a segment on you for the 25th anniversary. And and my favorite part of that interview was uh, they asked if you had any great memories from the filming. And somebody said that uh, you all snuck into a movie one day to see Basic Instinct. <laughs> Is that a true that, story? That is actually a true story. There was a, um, they set us up in these apartments uh, while we lived there for the uh, month and a half, almost two months while we filmed it. And across the street from there was a shopping center with a, you know, grocery store and a movie theater. So whenever we had an off day or an off night, we would go across the street and goof off in the shopping center. There's a little arcade. Oh my God. And we went to go see movies and saw a lot of movies. And I believe we bought tickets for Fern Gully. Aha, you and, sneaky and, little and boys. saw something else, right? <laughs> so you were, what, 10 years old, weren't you? How old were you? We, I, I actually turned 10 while filming. <laughs> uh, the rest of the boys were no, 11 or 12. Yeah, you're the little brother. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, any other fond memories of the filming? You know, any... Uh... Again. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of good things happen behind the scenes in the, in the treehouse. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where we, we hung out when we weren't, you know, needed at that moment. And we would always mess up the props in there. Like, if you, if you remember the treehouse, there's lots of yeah. things in there, baseball cards, toys. And it was always a hot set, you know, so we couldn't touch anything. But uh, we would go in there when we're not needed and just play. And touch and things. And they would get furious with us for messing up the hot set oh because a hot set meaning like if they need to refilm a shot it had to be exactly the way it was before right exactly exactly that's and that's how some of the in, uh, inconsistencies or incongruities that you see in films uh where they where they blow them with a, a bunch of kids exactly yeah how do you how do you tell eight <laughs> 10 11 or 12 year olds don't touch these this cool tree house you know exactly so you actually exactly. blew up I mean, the tree house right it's your fault that the tree house blew up right <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> so do you have any uh story now the movie's been out obviously for now 26 years uh do you have any stories about people recognizing you or uh you know asking you or uh, finding out about who you were and like oh Shortly after the movie came out, there was, you know, the initial, the buzz about it. And it followed us for maybe a, two or three years. And then the movie kind of died down and, and, you know, we went on with our lives. Some of us did other things. You know, we, we just moved on from that particular movie. Right. And right around the 17th, 18th year, right coming up on the 20th anniversary, they started putting merchandise in the store. They started putting us on T-shirts, mm. you know, toys, action figures. And I, I remember going to the mall, and it was a year or two before the 20th anniversary. And I was like, what's, what's going on? Like, this is, I, I, don't, I don't, what's going on? People start recognizing you. People start saying, look, I know it's almost 20 years ago, but this is my life. Sandlot is, means everything to me and my family. I pass it on to generations. You know, my kids watch it. It's gotten us through hard times. And I was like, you know, myself and I'm sure everyone else were blown away by the love and support that we're getting from this movie almost 20 years ago. And then the 20th anniversary happened and it was almost unescapable mm -hmm. how much we realized the cultural impact that movie had. Everyone said it's part of Americana. It's just a big deal. 
And that's when the merchandise really kicked in. And from about that point on to now, we've all been able to, to relive that, you know, that memory and that magic in some capacity with people and fans. And we're able to travel all over the world to this movie. And that's the best gift I could have ever gotten from it. For sure. Yeah, it seems like you're very appreciative so, of it too, which is great. And uh, it's 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 amazing what that movie's done for me, and it's all because of the people. There's not many movies, if any, that are this celebrated 25 years later. Right. 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 Uh, well, it's, that's it's why we're calling incredible. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're not calling that just everybody out of the blue. We're calling you. Uh, we just started calling every Shane beginning with the letter A, and now we're down to O, and we just happen to <laughs> what, what run into you. Uh, um, well done. You got me. <laughs> uh, you're, are you, so you're out of the acting biz for the most part right now, right? Um, and most of the um, other about, ones. Are... Yeah, about seven years ago or so, eight years ago, I opened up the restaurant here in, in Central Florida. Okay. And that kind of took me out of the acting gig for a bit. And uh, we're starting to get back into it a little bit. We did the documentary over the summer. There's some opportunities coming up this year that we're, you know, can't really talk about, but we're yeah. in the works that might have to do with the Sandlot and, and things like that. So cool. We're, uh, it's, it's, you're going to see a little bit more of us this year and possibly a lot more of us the next year. Maybe even the end of this year. We'll see how fast things move. But All right. what's the name of the restaurant? Yeah. What's the name of your restaurant? Do a uh, plug. It's it's Times Square Pizza Company. Hmm. And it's a little uh, little bar pizza joint right in the middle here. It's pretty good. So New York Pizza, Times Square Pizza. Exactly. Yeah. My you partner's up from uh, New York, and we opened it up together and. Now, you know, you're They're talking to, to Chicago people. Yeah, what's wrong with Chicago you know, pizza, Shane? I, you got a problem with Chicago pizza? I mean, yeah. come on. It was all I'm good. Sorry, it man. was all nice until you flopped out the New York pizza. Now it's getting ugly. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, do you I'll like change Ch the name. It's going to be uh, something else. We'll change it. Michigan <laughs> Avenue pizza. Right. There you go. Well, hey, there you th go. thanks a lot for spending some time, and uh, good luck to you. And, uh, and we'll be looking for these these projects. They all sound uh, exciting. Yeah, we'll be looking for some free swag. Too, if you can send <laughs> yeah, social media is where everything's at. You can check it all out there. But uh, it's going to be a wild summer again, and I think there's going to be some announcements that are going to make some hardcore fans pretty happy. Well, good for you. Thanks and, uh, thanks a lot, and consider us uh, amongst those hardcore fans. And have a happy 2019, buddy. You too, guys. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Nice gentleman. What a good guy, huh? Uh, so, you know, go to go to Florida, Tampa, Florida, yeah. I think you said, right? Yeah, Tampa, Florida, although I'm not a New York pizza guy. I know. Uh, I know. He kind of lost me there. Yeah, but. but at the end. And I, great news about the Sandlot. You know, some of the neat things that he's yeah. got going on for fans of the movie. This and and I, I am one of them. If you'd like to know more about Rick and Dave and, and every, doesn't. everyone does, you can find us at Eckhart's Press, Eckhart'sPress.com. Also at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Uh, we have been produced by Tony Lasano of Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again right here in my mother's basement next week for another episode of The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes Stitcher Radio and at RadioMisfits.com Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Rock and roll! If you missed Los 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 Los
Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. John, guess who's joining us on the phone? Take a guess. I have the slightest idea, Tony. <laughs> it's your daughter, Amy Landecker. What do you know? The star of Amazon's Transparent. Hi, honey. Hi, Dad. I know you get this question a lot. Amy, is records truly your paternal grandmother's family name? It's so wild. I mean, I think the weirdest part is not only that his middle name was yeah. records, but that he also used to pretend to be a disc jockey in his closet when he was a little kid. So the whole thing just feels He's really <laughs> yeah. predestined John's in like a major way. John, you told me you had tapes. You used to record yourself. Uh, You know, if you ask a lot of people that are on the air now when they were little, that happens a lot. Yeah, I know. I did. I pretended to have a radio station uh, in in my room and uh, took out library books. Uh, This is your announcer. And tape recorded uh, songs off local radio station and pretended this and that. I also had a thing where I thought I might be a sportscaster uh, because I lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan and listened to the University of Michigan uh, football all the time on the radio and there was a guy named Bob Eufer and this guy is insane but I thought it was fantastic. So <clears throat> I got a sound effects records of a crowd's cheering and right, stuff and right. I put it on a turntable and I'd here's it from the final minute of the game and here comes a <laughs> Radio Misfits Get more Lozano and Friends Lozano Now on Lozano.com Good luck trying to spell Lausanne or whatever it's called.